welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name is Ray here and joining me it's Matthew Day Gillett. G'day Matt, how you doing? Yeah, good thanks mate. I was um, a bit gutted to miss out on that chat you had with Chaotic Bomb the other day. Uh, it was a good listen to. Yeah, lots of feedback on that. A lot of people following that young lass's uh, uh, her, her um, performance uh, in her racing scene, but a lot of uh, her friends uh, from around Auckland who she rides with uh, chimed in as well to say, hey, great to hear somebody we know on the podcast. Yeah, oh, it was bloody good. And um, all, from all accounts, um, she's bloody quick on that little higher sun cup bike as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I need to go and um, check out the uh, higher cup, or what is it, the Carl Cox Motorsport Cup it's called now. Uh, I haven't been there for years, but it was always a blast to go and spectate and help out, take photos and cook a saucy sizzle for them. So I reckon she could show me a thing or two on, on two wheels, that's for sure. Oh, mate, she'd run rings around you on Hampton Downs, I bet. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, what have we got in store today? Coming up in the show, uh, we've got some news on the Tenere 700, a new Honda Grom, uh, a new, uh, an, an event is coming back for its 28th iteration, and uh, we've got some new gear that you're going to be testing out. So let's do the news. And kicking things off for the news, Off Limits, those guys that bring us that fantastic event in the Waiuru Army Training Grounds, uh, it sounds like they may not be doing it for the foreseeable future, Matt. Yeah, they made a uh, public post on their Facebook page uh, this past week saying that um, the trust, because Off Limits is a uh, charitable trust that gives back to the military community, both past and present, uh, people uh, in the armed forces and um, yeah basically uh, they run the Tussock Buster, Boundary Buster, Winter Buster, a whole lot of four wheel drive stuff. They're the go to people if you want to have an awesome time uh, in that Waiuru um, military training area which um, I did the mess. it's 630 square kilometres of um, terrain that. Um, oh there's a whole lot more than you realise when you're driving through uh, through the desert road. Yeah right? um, but unfortunately they've um, made the decision um, and rightly so um, that um, with all the stuff going on um, so the uh, Defence Force has currently uh, locked out third party use of the uh, training area um, which is somewhat ironically off limits um, since earlier this year um, in addition to COVID-19 making um, large gatherings of alert levels rise and uh, I don't know I've never been to a Tussock Buster but there's more than 100 people there isn't there right? Oh there's a whole lot of people there. Yeah so um, basically the trustees have made the um, hard decision to put the organisation into hibernation um, until uh, the Defence Force decides um, whether third party use of um, the land can continue and there's um, a whole lot of background um, discussions there with local iwi and the, I believe there's a Treaty of Waitangi um, claim or something along those lines um, involved so they're just trying to dot all their T's in their eyes. Uh, off limits says there's not going to be a uh, any answer from the NZDF until uh, later next year um, so instead of just uh, paying for all their insurances, keeping all their uh, documentation and certificates up to date, um, they're just going to put the organisation into hibernation and um, bring it back when and if um, everything goes back to normal um, but I've never been to one of these events and I believe 
you actually have some money on the line. You've already paid for a Tusk Buster Pass, Ray. Have you had any communication from them? Long story on that. Uh, so 2018 was the last time we got to go to Tusk Buster. 2019, the event was cancelled, of course, following that tragic uh, situation that happened in Christchurch uh, with the shootings. Uh, so 2019, they gave us the option to roll over to 2020. So I rolled over to 2020. Some people got a refund, you know, all that sort of jazz. I said, yeah, no worries. I'll back your event. I'll come for 2020. And then... Of course, COVID kicked in uh, in March, and the event was late March, April, I think, from memory. Somewhere around there anyway. So they just, um, after the second year of it being cancelled, they canned it entirely and gave everybody an 80% refund, uh, which was actually quite uh, quite quite generous of them because their T's and C's say uh, a 60% refund. Oh, jeez, that's not bad um, at all then. So... Uh, yeah, exactly. So they, they, they just cut their losses and said, no, and we're not carrying you over to ne- next year because there may not be a next year. Um, and and that, that's, that was the last I heard until this email came through uh, about them putting the, the trust into hibernation. So very, very sad. And, and I feel for the people that, that benefit from the money that they raise as well. Um, you know, those, those military personnel and ex-military personnel, uh, they, they, they need that support. So I do hope that we can get back into running events uh, through Off Limits. Yeah, definitely. And as they say, uh, they're not a um, commercial organisation or anything. Everything that, uh, all those entry fees and that, they pay for the trust. Yeah, I run and run those events, but also all that welfare support for uh, the Defence Force personnel. So, um, as you say, I was really looking forward to eventually getting down to a tussock buster because I was watching all the videos of yours during lockdown. And, um, yeah, quite gutted really (laughs) I hope we can bring something back in the central plateau because of course we haven't had a a desert storm in a number of years and that used to be in the shadow of Mount Ropehu on the other side of the desert road Uh, then Tusk Buster if you were heading north was on the right hand side Uh, so we have if if we don't have any of those events there then we've only got those local trail rides and potentially uh, some off uh, some um, epic event stuff around Topor We're, we're, we're severely limited as far as those massive trail ride events which are so well supported and and if you're a learner rider those are kind of the key events to go to in my view so yeah well i've got the uh, i've got a bike that would be uh, okay i imagine um, with a bit of a gearing change and some decent tires um and i was thinking i don't even think you need to change the gears to be honest i think some some decent off-road tires and you'd be away laughing yeah so um yeah that's a that's a real bummer because i was thinking i could actually make this happen um but moving on we've got some more um off-roady kind of news of sorts um with the tenere 700 ray it's no secret that Yamaha's latest adventure offering the Tenere 700 is a popular motorcycle. The baby Tenere is the latest in the series of dual sport Yamaha motorcycles named after the Tenere Desert Stage of the Dakar Rally in uh, in the Sahara. Um, of course, it is the successor to Yamaha's XT660Z Tenere, which, Matt, we were talking earlier, I didn't realise, shared the engine from, or the engine was taken from the, the XT660 to be popped into the first MT-03, the 660cc one. Yeah, it was a a bit of an oddball uh, MT, but then again, MT does stand for Monster Torque, and man, it's a torquey power plant. Um, I have great memories of uh, learning to ride gravel on a XT-660Z Tenere, um, and just steering with the rear, because you just have to 
tiny bit of throttle and you can just kick it out on those bikes they're great fun so the Tenere 700 as we know it was uh, was was rumoured and launched and teased for, for it's been it's been rattling around for three to four years now um, of course was launched and hit the country earlier this year uh, with that liquid cooled four stroke eight valve double overhead engine the cross plane crankshaft the CP2 engine from the MT-07 however it looks like it could be a bit of a dry summer for many New Zealanders looking at getting a Tenere 700 figures to the end of August 2020 have somewhere in the vicinity of 150 Tenere 700 sold and at the uh, time of this story going live liberal estimates of around 15 demo bikes and possibly as few as 25 unregistered bikes are sitting in showrooms and warehouses across the country. Further to this, the word on the street is that Yamaha New Zealand don't have any other shipments arriving before April 2021 at the earliest. So talking to those on the coalface, anecdotal evidence suggests that the new and used motorcycle sales across the country are hitting record highs and speculation is this because uh, Kiwis are confined to our shores money that would usually being spe- be being spent on overseas travel is instead being, spe- being spent on toys to be enjoyed at home. In other words, I'm going to buy that bike I've always had my eye on because life's too short and I've got money burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> so if you've been thinking about purchasing a Tenere 700, you may want to get cracking because there aren't many around now i did a bit of a ring around last week and i'm going to run you through the numbers here this isn't all the yamaha dealers across the country it's all the ones i could get i could get hold of mac one yamaha and taranaki one demo no stock blackwood yamaha cambridge one demo one stock mcr and dunedin one demo five stock so you're lucky if you're dunedin south maidstone yamaha wellington one demo two stock uh, and the two in stock are both the competition white ones. Um, Bayride t- and Tauranga have nothing. Yamaha Whangarei have one demo, no stock, and they can't even sell that demo. They're not willing to. Cycle Sport Auckland, no stock, no demos. Trevor Price Christchurch, one demo, eight stock. Man, they must have seen this on the horizon and really sucked up as much stock as they could get. Paragon Motorcycles in Whanganui, two demos, no stock. And those demos are pseudo demos because I think they're actually owned by the owners of the um, of the outfit. Um, Hewitt Motorcycles, Danny Verk, nothing. Bailey Motorcycles, Taranaki, nothing. Motorland, Napier, one demo, one stock. So that's nine demos, 17 stock we could find across the country. Uh, and we believe that Yamaha New Zealand have nothing. So if you're into a de- if you if you if you're contemplating the Tenere 700 and you've got the money in your pocket, just do it. Seriously, do it. Yeah, before they're all gone, because man, they're a cracking bike. Um, I still have dreams about the launch in Australia last year. Like, it was stunning. So much fun. Hey, another new bike on the horizon, Matt. The new Honda Grom has been announced. Uh, This story from our mates over at Small Bike Staff. The new Honda Grom MSX125 was announced. It's going to be five-speed manual. Finally, it gets a fifth gear. It's also got an optional detachable panel or panels to protect it in case you're a bit rough and you drop it. Uh, You can also get different colours. It's likely going to be in Thailand very soon, the rest of the world, potentially next year. Uh, we can only cross our fingers and hope that New Zealand gets some of these fantastic little bikes. There's a commuter near my work, actually, who rides a Honda Grom, a little red one. I've always looked at it and gone, that's actually quite cool. 
but then comments on on social media a lot of people just don't see the attraction yeah it's a strange one i think because it's that sort of mini bike style um and you look um there's that great photo of the two fat men on the top on the bikes that just absolutely dwarf them and i think people have that in mind when they get on a grom or a bike of similar stature they just feel like a big monkey um, riding a unicycle sort of thing but the whole attraction is that uh small bike whale on it feel like you're right on the cutting edge but realistically you're quite safe right yeah i imagine so i've never had the pleasure of riding a uh, honda grom or the new monkey i can't imagine it's too different the monkey to the grom but the, the monkey i if you ever listen to last week's last week's episode the week before uh, the one the one subtitled Four Seasons in One Day, I actually got to ride uh, a brand new Honda Monkey and I had the time of my life. <laughs> uh, I haven't actually listened to that one yet. Um, it's uh, on my to-do list, mate. Um, and I was a bit jealous in your uh, day off going to gallivant around and try whatever you wanted. Um, I miss those days. <laughs> Hey, we've got an event on the horizon that we need to mark in the calendars. It's the 28th annual Woodville Lion Suzuki Coast to Coast. They say it is going to he- going ahead, even though times are very uncertain. The date to mark in the calendar is Saturday the 12th of December. $20 entry. Now, it seems like a lot of money to go and ride on a public road, but this includes a light barbecue lunch in Woodville, uh, and the money goes to a good cause. So the 28th annual Woodville, Woodville Lions Suzuki Coast to Coast. We're going to be meeting in uh, Himitangi at Himitangi Beach. Registrations from 9.15 on the Saturday the 12th of December and Hokkaido on the on the East Coast is the finishing point. So much fun though. So many bikes. I think the, the year that Mike and I went and did it, uh, there was in the vicinity of 80 motorcycles. Oh, that's a good turnout on any uh, day for a charity ride here in New Zealand. Definitely. Definitely. So get that in your, uh, in your diary. We'll chuck that up on facebook as well facebook.com forward slash kiwi rider podcast and you know what i've actually got another news story that i completely forgot about um, bmw um, have released a new version of the r18 cruiser which is um, arriving here next month uh, according to bmw motorrad new zealand um, the second bike is um, they're calling it the r18 classic um, and it adds an extra set of LED highway lights um, and swaps the front wheel to a 16-inch unit. Uh, has a removable windscreen, panniers, the passenger seat is removable, um, and those are the only real physical differences from the uh, the base bike, I guess you'd call it. Um, and it's making it very clear that BMW are targeting those um, American manufacturers for that t- uh, cruiser touring sort of segment with their uh, big twin boxer motors. Um, so uh, BMW also announced at the time that the R18 will be offered worldwide as an exclusive R18 Classic First Edition and an R18 First Edition right out of the gates. Um, and these bikes will be limited numbers, um, reserved for certain markets, um, and they'll come with extra specs like a classic black finish um, with white double line paintwork and uh, lots and lots of chrome, a special badge that says First Edition uh, for all the collectors. Um, so the base model R18 um, is due to arrive in New Zealand dealerships uh, next month, that's November, um, with pricing to be confirmed uh, very soon. Uh, it's designed from the ground up as BMW's, uh, as the platform to use BMW's 1800cc uh, big boxer engine and uh, it's the first 
time BMW's put a foot into the uh, cutthroat cruiser market in about two decades. Um, and I don't think many people will um, forgive them for the interesting bike that was the R1200C. Um, but we're really looking forward to this. Um, sometime, I believe, early next year, uh, can't remember which quarter, first or second quarter, we'll see that classic version arrive in New Zealand dealers as well. So uh, something to look forward to from BMW. And that about wraps up the news. Well, with the old COVID thing, everything's a little bit up in the air and we haven't actually been in, uh, had the chance to, to catch up and do some actual rides together, Matt. Uh, not like last year when we got a few chances to, to ride. No. Um, but uh, for me, I've had uh, quite a, quite a, I've had, I've been quite lucky with people saying, do you want to try out this gear? Do you want to try out this helmet? That sort of thing. Not so much for you until recently. <laughs> yeah, not quite. Um, it's been a bit of a dry spell, but then again, um, there was that basically six months where I was completely without a bike and the ability to go up to Auckland and pinch ones from uh, the motorcycle distributors. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to hold it against you. Um, but, um, yes, I recently teamed up with um, the guys at uh, Moto Gear, uh, also known as Darby Accessories. Um, they're my go-to distributor. Whenever I want to get some new gear or anything, I always talk to them first because they really do look after people in the motorcycling community really well. Um, they gave me my Scorpion XO Adventure Helmet, which has the flip face, um, which I've really come to dig. Um, and, yeah, they're just such good guys. They're all riders. Um, they're big fans of the DR650, and hopefully I'm going to go for a ride with a couple of the boys there with their DRs um, sometime in the near future. Um, but, anyway, during lockdown, they brought started bringing in a new brand of bike gear called Moto Dry, um, and it caught my eye because... Um, it's not horrifically priced, but man, it looks good. And um, I sat on my sat on my hands for a few months, going, "Oh, should I? Should I?" And uh, I eventually sent the guys an email and said, "Look, guys, um, I'm really keen to see what this Moto Dry gear is about. Can you, what can you tell me?" And um, what they told me impressed me uh, enough for me to uh, hand over my credit card and uh, go, "Cool, send me some stuff, guys. I am keen to give this stuff a go." And I'm bloody stoked with it. Um, so. What I ended up purchasing from them was the Moto Dry Rally Suit. Uh, it's in a grey black with uh, orange highlights. Um, it looks very European, and um, I'm not going to lie when I say um, it reminds me very much of the Revit Poseidon suit I had uh, when I worked at um, a magazine in Pyro. Um, and yeah, I've craved a nice fitting uh, adventure suit ever since I had that Revit gear. And this is. Well, from the two rides I've done with it so far, it's it's really, really impressive is <laughs> the only way to put it. Um, so it's priced from $319 for the jacket, $249 for the pants. Um, and I reckon it makes it some of the most affordable, well-rounded adventure gear in the market. Um, so it only comes in the one colorway, which is the uh, grey and black that I mentioned earlier. Um, but I think it has a very European look. It looks very stylish. And the actual cut of the suit has that sort of really nice, well-fitting European feel to it. It's not baggy. It doesn't sort of sit weird. It sits nice and tight. The armor sits where it's supposed to, <laughs> um, particularly you've got adjustable straps in the arms, um, which I found um, was a bit of a problem with my old gear, um, just because when I did fall over, and I fell over twice on that Tenere launch, um, the gear, the armor, sorry, flopped around, and it wasn't quite doing the job I wanted it to. So I'm very pleased with the armor placement and uh, this Moto Dry gear. comes factory with hip protectors, knee protectors, elbow protectors, and a back protector. Um, and there's other really, really uh, good features I rate, um, including a thermal liner 
and a waterproof liner, which my old Scott gear did not have. Uh, and that was the must have um, when I was getting a new set of gear because, um, well, let's face it, we don't know what the weather's going to be like. And uh, with the year we've had, any chance to ride, if it's rain, hail or shine, um, I want to be able to take it. And um, unfortunately, or fortunately, um, I haven't been able to test how waterproof this stuff is, but I've got the liner sitting in my uh, bag ready to go should I need it. And yeah, for um, summer. Oh, so that's interesting. So you're not running the liner all the time. You're not you're not running thermal, waterproof, and out of shell all the time. No, it just it's removable. It's um, I think the th- uh, waterproof liner is zip in uh, for the pants, zips in the top and bottom, um, and the uh, jacket it zips in to the outer shell um, and has a couple of button cuffs um, to hold it in place. Yeah, I really really rate it. I it's my first jacket trousers that has all three uh, so an outer shell a thermal liner and a waterproof liner so it is a bit bulky and a bit snug when i've got all three in but with the weather how it's been lately i've basically i put it on once made sure everything fit me nicely and i did go for well realistic sizing in the trousers kind of ambitious in the jacket because i have put on 11 kilos over lockdown eating like a pig um so uh, hopefully by uh the time we get down to the south island hopefully early next year i'll have a shit a bit of that but yeah the sizing's pretty much uh spot on to what you'd expect ventilation it's got plenty of it and um that's gonna be big over the summer because um, i don't know about you man but it has been stinking hot here today it's definitely been getting warmer warmer and warmer uh and and you mentioned on it uh you, you touched on it just before and i, I do i think we need to make uh, a bit of a not an announcement because that's kind of a big deal but um there has been a bit of talk between you me and one ben wilkins um about doing a bit of a molesworth rainbow south island trip um which is kind of exciting so it's quite timely that you managed to get some new riding gear especially with good ventilation uh not only for that but the gs rally coming up uh, next week yeah can't wait for that man um sort of starting to pack my bag uh or my panniers uh really you're packing already man. yeah man i am <laughs> absolutely pumped uh, i gotta I'm get looking at my bike the panniers are actually empty and i'm um, sitting on the ground beside the bike at the moment yeah well my panniers have um well they've got the thermal liners in them at the moment um and they're sitting off the bike and um yeah, I took them off just before a ride I did the other weekend, um, and I forgot to do up the bolts to my seat properly, and they fell out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not good with bolts at the moment. You've I, since been labelled what? Um, oh, was it, I tightened my bolts to spec. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we relabeled you on the group chat to talk uh, talk to spec. Yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've lost my mechanical mojo. I need to sort that out somehow. Um, but, uh, no, I'm really, really looking forward to testing out this new Moto Dry gear. Um, it's available in a whole heap of, um, your local dealers or just head over to the, uh, motogear.co.nz website to check it out. They've got a whole lot of other, um, stuff as well, including, um, a whole other different suits. Um, and I believe they've also got some ladies wear as well. So, um, yeah, check it out. Um, and yeah, thank the good guys at, um, Derby Moto Gear cause, um, yeah, they just do so much for the industry and I'm very appreciative that, um, they like to 
help me out when they get the chance. Rides on the horizon, of course, the GS Rally. We've been talking about that nonstop for the last three months. That's coming up next week. Uh, can't wait to get out on a uh, BMW G310 GS. Um, but and the other ride we, we mentioned before, uh, a potential trip down to uh, Molesworth Rainbow and that sort of thing. So that was an interesting one. Of course, Ben's on the um, the Red Baron, the G, uh, the what is it, an R100 GS. Um, yep, that's the one. You've got Rosie the Rally, and I'm the odd one out because I don't have an adventure bike at all. The MT-07 is not adventure-specced, and after that trip around Mount Taranaki, it's not really, uh, it's not even something I want to attempt. So time is ticking for me to to, to replace the MT-07 with something a little bit more adventure-specced, and I really want to just blow some cash on a Tenere 700 but after that story earlier in the news I'm a little bit worried because there may not when I, by the time I get to the point where I can afford it there may not be any around um, yeah and of course we're going but you in, might be able to swindle talk- your way into a, um, a demo bike potentially if you ask really, really nicely. Yeah, it's, <laughs> there's no guarantees there, though, is there? Um, and we're talking uh, January, potentially, to be doing this trip. So I need to find something by January. There's a Tenere 660, a 2007-2008 model, uh, going in Geraldine at the moment um, with 77,000 Ks. guy wants six grand. And I foolishly, I foolishly said, whereabouts are you? He said, Geraldine uh, not foolishly because I didn't know where he was I thought Geraldine oh yeah it's a little bit too far away but now I've got one Brent Cotton barking down my neck ride fly down come for a ride and then ride at home <laughs> oh yeah if anyone's gonna sort of hmm, help you scratch there it's definitely gonna be Brent <laughs> so um, watch the space I guess is what I'm saying uh, if I can't get a bike, then you and Ben will have to go and do the road and 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 you know live stream the whole bloody thing for me, and I'll watch it with some some you know uh, those those uh, VR, VR goggles. goggles. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh mate, yeah. Now nah, we've got to got to get it to happen. We've got a few weekends. We've got to nail down now which weekend we could potentially all go. Um, and um, no, I'm really, really excited um, by the prospect. And if you guys, if I can't do the weekend that everyone decides, I'm just going to go by myself. Screw it. <laughs> um, so if you've done the Molesworth and the Rainbow, we'd love to hear from you. You can get hold of us on any topic you like, whether it's to tell us that we're doing a crap job or you want to give us some encouragement or you want to have your say on a topic we've raised, we'd love to hear from you. Email podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. We're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Get in touch with us there. Uh, or you can just leave a comment on whatever uh, podcast player that you are listening to us on right now make sure you hit that subscribe button we'd absolutely love you for that check out the latest magazine as well the latest kiwi writer magazine it's absolutely free all you need to do to find that and i'll tell you what the easiest way to find that magazine it's digital it's online you read it on your tablet your computer your phone whatever is go to google and type kiwi writer jumag kiwi writer j-o-o-m-a-g uh, and that will take you to the newsstand in which you can pretty much read any issue all the way back to, I think, 2015, maybe? It's a long way back anyway. Yeah, all, all the more relevant stuff, you're going to find it in that magazine. 
And pretty much everything we talk about, along with pictures and specs, so you get a more well-rounded kind of backstory on motorbikes and and, and different models. Uh, Matt, you mentioned a, a BMW coming out in the near future. There's probably a photo somewhere in a magazine of that bike. Um, oh yes, it certainly so is. So do check out Kiwi Rider magazine. Uh, it comes out roughly every fortnight. Uh, it's it's twice a month. Um, is when those magazines come out uh, and it's absolutely free to, for you to read, download, do whatever you like with. So uh, check out kiwirider.co.nz uh, and thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I've been Ray. I've been Matt. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on and we'll catch you in seven days time. Hold up. 